Welcome to Season 1 of the Overcomers Podcast. We are going to talk to you about overcoming adversity and living your dreams. If you've ever struggled, this is for you. We're going to talk to you about such struggles as... Drug addiction, relationship struggles, parenting struggles... Incarceration, being displaced from your home. We're even going to touch on things such as sexual assault, or even if you just struggle with finding your purpose, finding your passion, being part of a community, this is for you. Like I said, if you've ever struggled, this is for you. So welcome to the Overcomers Podcast, where we're going to help you to overcome the adversities of life and live your dreams. Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast, where we talk about overcoming adversity and living your dreams. We're sponsored by Journey 333, and today I'm so excited because I got a fellow Todd Durkin masterminders, a couple fellow Todd Durkin masterminders on here, Joe Ardagna and Austin Brock of Slash Fitness from Del Rey. They began their dream in 2012, and I can't wait for them to tell you about how it began and what they've had to go through in order to get to where they're at today. These guys are a couple of uh, real just go-getters, people that have bootstrapped their business, but I won't steal their thunder. I'm going to let them tell you all about it. So, guys, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you guys rock. Um, so let's let's just dive right in. Let's just talk about Slash Fitness. First of all, I love the story about Slash Fitness, how it uh, got its name. Austin, you were good enough when I came down there for my special workout uh, in Delray to tell me all about it. So tell me, guys, you know, I, tell the audience, how did we come up with Slash Fitness, the name? Well, we, uh, Austin and myself, um, actually were uh, – I was a trainer at a facility back in 2012, 2012. Well, actually longer than that, but we met in 2012. Uh, and uh, Austin had just moved to town and he, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't working there at the facility. He was actually a member. Um, and uh, he was actually traveling. He was a traveling trainer uh, with, with a, a local company. But anyways, uh, but we just became friendly, you know, and got to know each other and, uh, Obviously into the same stuff and lifting, starting lift lift together more so, and uh, we had that connection, um, the two of us and a, a former business partner. But um, and sure enough, after some time, Austin uh, wanted to join the facility as a, as a trainer there, and uh, and that's where it kind of began, and, and and just kind of kind of digging deeper into the our philosophies of fitness and where we thought the industry was heading and, and all that. We started to take certifications together and kind of just molded this whole uh belief and system of this now what we call is our slash concept um but it was our our understanding that hey this is going to be what we believe is the future of fitness um we saw a lot of different facilities popping up a lot of different group training methods and things like that coming up that we didn't feel was was right we didn't feel like it was uh safe or, or just the um what exercise science is the fitness so we came up with this slash concept and, um, you know, it started off very, very small. We were obviously still working at the facility, but we found a couple of parks that we liked and we, we, we called this the slash camp. And um, we get you know, what, 15, 20 people out there and, yeah. and, and going through this, this model, which what we have today. Um, and it was a blast, you know, just, the whole thing was, and, and if you guys get to know more about us and our personality, we just, we love fitness, but we like to have fun is, is the biggest thing. We have fun no matter what we're doing. 
And we want people to forget about whatever it is that's going on in their life. And that's, that's really what we started there in that park is just getting people out there doing what we do best, which is the fitness part, but making people forget about the everyday struggles and just having a blast out there. So that was really the, the start of it. You wanna, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and to, to end that with what you were talking about, Travis, uh, coming up with the actual name Slash, how that came about, we were constantly putting business plans together of once we decided we wanted to open up a brick and mortar. And when it came to uh, facility design, okay, we want to have uh, part rubberized floor and turf and this. And we want to do lifting and cardio and this. What I'm getting at is instead of using the word and when we were typing it, we just kept using the symbol slash in, on our keyboard. And as we kept doing it over and over and over, it just hit us one day when we were talking about what are we going to call this thing? We eventually said, well, why don't we call it slash? Because we were always saying we're, we're bodybuilders slash cardio guys slash this. And we just kept saying the word over and over and over. And one day it was like, boom, let's throw that on a t-shirt. That should be the name of the gym. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you guys are a great representation of fitness. You're definitely a product of your product. Uh, you know, I'm always inspired by the level of fitness that you bring to our mastermind retreats and things such as that. So I wanted to go where uh, Joe went now. Now we kind of know how we got this name slash fitness. Um, you were talking about even starting out in a park. And I think that you guys are just a great example of what it means that you don't need a million dollars, but you need a million dollars worth of determination. If you have that, you can have your dream, right? And uh, so tell us about the evolution. So you decide, I love the fact that you guys were already taking certifications together. You knew that you were in alignment. You knew that you were a good fit for your vision. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, we don't really have much money. So we're going to start this thing. How did you do it? How did you do it? So yeah, so like you're saying, I mean, it, it truly was a bootstrap story, not to not sound cliche about it, but uh, Joe and I decided that we wanted to open up our own place. Uh, we talked to a couple of real estate brokers. We realized we didn't have a whole lot of money. We obviously had zero business backing uh, or reputation. So we started just going off on our own, kind of like when you're looking to rent your own apartment, you know, in college or something like that. And we started calling places and uh, basically we set a budget for a monthly rent of something that Joe and I could afford based on our personal training salaries alone. You know, we were creating this new concept, this slash fitness concept, but we honestly didn't know if it was really going to take off or not, of course, just like you're, when you're starting anything. So we just started small, you know, we just honestly, what we had out of our back pockets, Hey man, I got this much money. You've got this much money. What can we do? Uh, let's find a place that we can afford to rent and how much equipment can we afford to buy? And then when it came to the build-out portions of the building, uh, there wasn't a whole lot more money. So you're looking at the contractors for location number one. We demoed all the walls, painted all the walls, hooked up all the electric, hung all the TVs on the wall. We rolled all the flooring. We were having guys, and they were delivering equipment on giant pallets. We were the ones, you know, we're pushing the dollies and pinching things through doorways. You know, I, I still always laugh every time I look at the dual cross cable machine that we still have in our gym. It took us probably four hours to get that thing from it off the truck to inside because it weighs like a thousand pounds. And we put it on this, we thought we were geniuses. We put it on this skateboard like thing and rolled it across. Well, it was so heavy, it beveled up our flooring and created like a wave behind it, if you can, if you can picture that. And the further you push this sled across the floor with the weight on, the higher this wave of rubber flooring behind it got. 
And when we finally got it to its location, it was like an eight foot wave of rubber behind it. So then we had to figure out how to lift this whole thing up and basically pull the rug out from underneath it. So that's just one example of the little stuff, you know, that obviously you don't plan for. You have no idea how to really do. And so ultimately it was, uh, okay, we're going to text a couple of friends and we'll tell them, hey, we're going to put a pizza and a case of beer on the uh, front desk. If you guys come over and help us do some annual labor. So uh, that's the kind of ways that we started with it. And so all while this is going on, we, we have to make some money too. So we can't train anybody in that environment yet. Uh, we opened up shop in Austin's garage. Uh, once the facility, you know, knew that we were going to wanted to open up our own place, naturally didn't really choose to have us there anymore. So we became homeless for a moment. Uh, but we, uh, we moved all our equipment that we personally owned into Austin's garage. And it was the middle of the summer and, and down here, South Florida, you guys have never experienced that. It's like that. <laughs> You know, when you open up the oven and you, you kind of get your head in there, that, that heat, that's all day, every day. So with that said, we're training out his garage in that heat for a good what, almost almost four months in there. But it was awesome. I mean, just to see the loyalty behind our clientele pulling up and their, their Rolls Royces and their Benzes and all that to pull up in his his driveway to train. And we'd have, a, you know, half a dozen people out there training in the summer heat and yeah. All because they wanted to help contribute in, in, in to this dream of ours to get this spot. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, sure enough, we, you know, that spot, we didn't really dive into that, but um, it wasn't the best location. Like Austin said, we didn't have much money, so we got what we could afford. And it wasn't the best part of town. Um, it wasn't the nicest spot by any means. It was probably actually the worst spot you could probably get. <laughs> um, you know, I we'd you know we'd wake up in the morning go open the doors and you'd find you know used needles around the door um you know i can what sticks out of my head is the, when teaching my first class there early morning uh it must have been 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning and i got a small group in there and all of a sudden i can see it like this cloud of smoke starting to lower down on our heads and I'm like, what, what is that? All of a sudden you catch wind of it. It's pot smoke coming from the tenants upstairs at 7.30 in the morning. I'm like, well, this doesn't go good with fitness. <laughs> Everybody holds your breath. Sure enough, we, we kind of had to deal with it for a while. Yeah. You so, had a Rastafarian gym all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were the bottom floor. It was retail, and above us were apartments. And like Joe was saying, it was kind of ha a halfway house is what we found out later is that our, our neighbors were, uh, were part of a halfway program, and uh, apparently they weren't obeying the rules of their halfway program very much. And so they had their own incense, if you will, coming into our gym multiple times a week. <laughs> Well, I'd like to I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about that. So first of all, I really like the way that you said, well, what can we afford right now to do? And that's where we'll start. Right? You know, because sometimes people start with a lot more than what they can afford uh, instead of knowing, you know, start small and build from there. You know, I think that's a, a really good lesson. But also, you know, you said that people were pulling up in your driveway with these fences and, you know, you got these rock stars pulling up just to train with you in your garage. And yes, they wanted to help support your dream, but I think it also says a lot about you, yeah, both of you, and just 
the relationships, don't you think, Cindy? I mean, the relationships that you have with people where mm -hmm. they're like, we'll come train in your garage with right. you, right? Like, I mean, like, that's, that's pretty cool, you know? I mean, what can you say about those initial clients that were willing to, you know, pull up in a Benz and be trained in a garage because they believed in, in you, you know? <laughs> in, in the heat, right? It, it, was, it was very cool. I mean, you know, we may not have looked at it as being as uh, honored by it. I guess maybe at the time we just thought, again, we're doing what we can to keep income coming in so we can keep building our dream as we moonlight that later on in each evening. Uh, but, you know, what was funny about it, they just, They've been working with us. You develop that relationship, uh, you know, as a trainer, uh, whether you do group, whether you do one on one, whether you do virtual, you know, I, I think to go with that, it just becomes so important. You know, people come for a workout, but they stay for a relationship, you know, and building that relationship that we did with them. We literally we had 100 percent retention from going from this posh gym in downtown Delray Beach with beautiful equipment, beautiful locker rooms the whole, the whole nine, right. To out of our garage. And we didn't lose one client. Everybody came with us. I mean, not literally everyone. And, 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 and to build off that, I was so worried. I was going to get kicked out of my house because we're going to have all these people pulling up at five in the morning and making noise. So Joe and I typed up this letter to the neighbors that said, Hey, uh, you guys know us, but we're homeless business wise for about the next 90 days. We're going to be using my driveway, the garage and the front yard. You know, if you have any problems here, are the cell phone numbers you can call before you call the police, you know, <laughs> the response was the exact opposite than what we thought we had guys and gals setting up beach chairs, sitting back with a water bottle, like watching the other guys work out. You know, half of my street was a little bit of an older population. They were loving it. They would come get involved in the workout. And then if you fast forward 90 days forward, when we finished the build out, we did the same idea of a loop with another letter. Thank you so much for everything. We had people texting us like, well, does this mean we don't get to watch anyone work out anymore? Like, are you sure? Like, they don't want to come back and work out in the front yard anymore. <laughs> you know, like, we finally built what we felt like was our dream. And we had my neighbors asking for people to come back. Joe still works with some of uh, certain clients that I'm thinking of right now that were in the garage. He, all the time, his client will ask, was we ever going to go back and do any of those like old school garage workouts we used to do, you know, like meanwhile, we're now in our technically our third facility now, you know, and we've got all the glitz and the glamour and all the toys and all the technology. And we've got clients that are stuck with us from day one that would, you know, joke about, they're like, eh, we kind of just like to be back in the garage and using your homemade equipment. You know, our weight sleds were wheelbarrows that we ripped the wheel off of. Our pulley system was uh, climbing rope over like a, over like a uh, like a closet rack with weights attached to it. I mean, everything was homemade. Our sandbag weights were legitimately sand bags that we took like Ziploc bags, went down to the beach and shoveled sand into them. I mean, like you know, so so it was you know from the beginning, it's been fun to come full circle and have those people around that that have known the whole story and that you know as much as they appreciate what we have now, you know, uh, they they still enjoy everything we came from. Well, just to add, you know, you know. To those listening uh, in on this, it's, you know, we've all heard it, you know, and, and do what you love um, and and don't worry about the money. That'll come later. And, and, and that's exactly what's happened here, you know, and with those with that type of our clientele and the 100 percent retention and all that. That's a that's a product of us just really caring what we do, really caring about the clients and and in having their best interest, you know, 
as first, you know, and, and with that, they've stayed with us. It didn't matter whether we had a facility or not. It didn't matter where we were in a park or not. They very well could have gone down the street at, there's other facilities there and it, they still wanted to pay us no matter where we at because we've developed those relationships because we do care, because we do care what happens to them. We do care about their results, all that. We constantly checked in, check in with them. We, we, we care about what's going on on the outside more than just fitness. And, and sure enough, you know, my clientele, you know, they've been with me 14, 15 years. And, and I know you can say the same about his. And it's just because we, bottom line, we love what we do. And we love what we do for them. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I like the way you said it, Austin, about how people come for a membership and stay for a relationship. Is that how you said it? Yes. That, you know, I've heard it said this way, too, that if you focus on the people, you'll have profits. But if you focus on the profits, you'll lose your people, you know. And, and I feel like you guys are just very obviously focused and, and caring about, you know, who you have. And, and, and then it comes back to you. You know, you give and you receive. Right. You know, because you give your love to the people that you train, you know, you receive their retention in return of the relationship that you have. So that's so awesome. So, so we've gone from the garage to the, uh, being below the halfway house with the, <laughs> the pot smoke floating down, you know, <laughs> probably the people saying, Hey, what kind of club are we starting? Yeah. Here? <laughs> and, and, uh, and now you're in a different facility. Yeah. You know, so it was that, that was because of the growth that you had in that, initial location that was after the garage yeah so i mean yeah i think it goes directly up what you were saying travis you know i mean again we, we we focused on the people not on the profits and just like joe said if you do what you love you know you're not really working you know you just you, you do what you're passionate about uh to tie into the fact again that we had no money we didn't have a front desk staff we didn't have a receptionist you're looking at them so you know while i was checking people in joe was teaching the class and then vice versa you know and so the reason I mentioned that is because we got to know everyone on such a personal basis. And I think that for those who are listening, who are just starting a business or who are just wanting to get into the fitness world or want to work for a gym, whatever that may be, no job is ever too small. And, and we still use this in our training now. You have to work the front desk. Every, every employee should work the front desk. It's the, it's, it's the gate. You're the gatekeeper to the, to the, to the business. And not only that, but you learn everybody's first and last name. You learn their kids' names, their dogs' names. You learn their birthdays just vicariously by talking to them and having that 30-second conversation every day when they check in. You have much more of a relationship with them than just being the boss sitting in the back waving to people when they when they walk in. And we still have most of those members to this day, you know. And, and so it goes back to what you're talking about, you know, people of profit. You know, there it's much tougher for somebody to leave a relationship than for them to just leave a membership. You know, a monthly reoccurring membership. And and we honestly, you know, we 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 become friends with them. You know, I mean, to back it up to the house again, the locker room was literally my bedroom, was my bedroom and my bathroom. You know, like our our shake shack or our juice, you know, our juicer place was my my blender in the middle of our kitchen. You know, so like. All these people, no matter where they come from, they were literally seeing what it looked like to me, me and Joe. If Joe had super early clients, he was sleeping on my couch so that he could wake up at 4.30 in the morning at my house ahead of time. You know, like people saw the sacrifices we were making of doing that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that's really what puts, you know, puts that into perspective for people that this wasn't just a thing for us to make money and, and you know, and be our livelihood. It was, it's really just how we kind of, 
It's how we eat, drink, breathe, live all the time. I think a big lesson that we learned right there in the beginning at, at that point, um, based off of, you know, having you no know, money to do all this is, is the, you know, don't spend it unless you have it. Um, we didn't have it, so we couldn't spend it. So as this process started going and we get into that whole uh, first few months of that location and into our first year, we've developed this, this mindset to this day is we didn't want to get in debt. And that was it, period. And little by little by little, we'd buy, we'd buy more dumbbells. We'd buy more medicine balls. And that, you know, we, we didn't lease anything. And that thing, that's still... That still holds to this day. Um, you know, if COVID didn't hit or anything like that, we would never, you know, we've taken out a little bit, obviously, from, from then to keep things going. But we've been debt-free this entire ride. Eight years of, of debt-free um, because we don't spend it unless we have it. And, and we're just continuously adding on. Again, to this day, we like to, as you guys know, you know, We've rebranded a few times and we like to change with the times because uh, fitness changes every day. But again, not unless we have it. So we're still adding on to this day. Um, yeah, with like, you're, like you're applying some Dave Ramsey principles to your fitness business. I, I think that's awesome. You know, and, and obviously it, it makes a big difference in the expenses. Right. You know, sometimes our expenses outweigh our revenue and then we're in a very bad position that we can't stay in for very long and, and that's from taking out those loans that maybe you should just again start small and build up from there so you get into this bigger space you just mentioned the pandemic and that you know that's changed things a little bit and i think you guys have a remarkable story about the pandemic because now you've been able to go from the garage to that space to the awesome space that i visited with a great group training and awesome private training and you're even putting some outdoor stuff out back and and it's awesome. It's a great facility that you have there. It's beautiful right down to the bathrooms. You know, I love it. Right. So, <laughs> you know, awesome. I mean, I was taking pictures in the bathrooms. I'm like, these guys are thinking of every detail, you know? Um, so how the pandemic, you know, how has that affected your business? It's another story of overcoming. There's a lot of uh, adversity that you guys have overcome sacrifices you've made. How have you gotten through this pandemic? You know? Oh, uh, sure. I mean, we, we, I mean, we've done, you know, obviously like, like basically everyone else on the planet have had to pivot on things, you know, uh, in terms of business specific with, with our facility here. Uh, for those of you who are, have not been here on a familiar, we have uh, three full bays here at Slash that are about anywhere from 15 to 1800 square feet a piece. We have one that's group training, one that's personal training, one that's yoga. Um, and what we really had to work on obviously during this pandemic was how can we change that group training model? How can we make sure that people are socially distanced? How can we make sure that people feel safe? So uh, Joe and I really do our due diligence every year uh, to tag into the Todd, Todd Durkin mastermind. Anytime we take a mastermind trip, we pair that with another couple days on top of it and travel around the surrounding areas and research any and all facility in the area to get a better glimpse into what people are doing on other parts of the country. You know, we, we only see what we do majority of the time here in South Florida, but if we're out in California, if we're up in New York, if we're in the Midwest, whatever, we're always traveling all over the place. And uh, so we really went back to the blueprint idea of how can we set it up where we can maximize the space again, but, but be safe. Uh, and that's where we had a general contractor come in at that point. 
fortunately we're to the point now where we can have somebody real build things out as opposed to uh, Joe and I hammering and nailing things together on our own, having no idea what we're doing. And, uh, and we, we built out this new space, you know, and it, it, it gives the, the members a space between themselves, the equipment changed, the layout had to change because obviously people aren't, you know, into the idea of, of sharing as much things at, at this point. And there's not as, you know, uh, we're not wanting to share sweaty equipment as much. On top of that, we have an instructor or a trainer that runs all our classes that used to be very hands-on with, with everybody. Uh, the, the, our general contractor came in and suggested the idea of a stage where we'd be elevated up out of the way of everybody. So it's kind of like our group training is kind of like becoming a performance at this point. The trainer is, is truly on stage, both literally and, you know, and, 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 <laughs> and mentally. And, uh, and now they're elevated up. Everybody has their own station surrounding this stage in this big 1800 square foot room. And, uh, and it just became day at a time, you know, with process of elimination. Hey, let's try moving this over here. Does this work? Nope. You know, and, and I'm sure as, as you guys both know uh, with, with Journey Fitness, sometimes you don't know if things are going to work or not in a physical space with exercise, especially until you literally have the equipment there and you can push it around and see what does it look like when I move this? Does it get in the way of this guy's stuff? Does it get in the way of that stuff? So you know, we had, we, we probably changed the blueprints on our pandemic plan, if you will, a half a dozen times. And it changed again, the final time, once all of our larger equipment came into the room, our larger pieces of equipment for people who don't know is we use the ski ergs as our form of cardio in class. And until we had, uh, you know, 18 of those show up on a truck on a platform and build them out and put them all around the room. We didn't really know how it would work. So it was constantly a fluid situation where every time something else was coming in and we were rebuilding, it was slightly tweaking, slightly tweaking, slightly tweaking. And, and I'm sure Joe will agree too. We're, we're still tweaking now, you know, I mean, it's uh, constantly adapting, but the, those tweaks uh, really wanted to make sure that, they won. Yes, they were the necessary pivots in order to make people feel safer um, with the pandemic. But we also wanted to heighten the overall experience. So in turn, they forget about the pandemic. Yes, we're taking the proper steps. They are spaced out six feet, but you wouldn't know that the pandemic is the reason why we did it. Yeah. Come in now. It's just awesome to begin with, you know, again, the stage, the performance and all that, you would have, you would have no idea as to why we're actually doing it behind the scenes. So that was one of our, our main reasons behind it is, you know, how can we cater to the individual to make them feel safer, but how can we just make it better and cooler and more awesome so that they, <laughs> they want to be part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to compliment you about my experience at Slash Fitness Del Rey. Um, it was an amazing group session, uh, you know, one of the best that I've ever had. We were definitely socially distanced, but it was not a focus on social distance. So kudos to you for, for the fact that you've achieved that and allowed people to step out of this crazy world into a fun environment where they can still be safe, but not have to think about, you know, whether or not, you know, it's all about the safety, right? Um, so you're not so much reminded of what's going on right now. So let me, uh, let me talk about this, though, for the pandemic, because it really represents your hearts and who you are. You know, the pandemic began, and you did something that I was just so impressed by, both of you guys. Uh, 
you you didn't just turn your attention inwards and say, you know, what was me? You know, I'm a, a gym business and in the middle of a pandemic. You, you turned your attention outwards and said, what can we do for our community? Uh, once again, of course, those are the kind of things that you do because of your heart, because of who you are, you know, the same way you took care of your clients and had 100% retention, you know, you loved on them and it comes back to you. Um, you loved on your community. Can we talk a little bit about what the program was that you guys did uh, when this pandemic hit, the gift cards and things, you know? Sure. Talk about that. Yeah, I just wanted to, um, yeah, the beginning stage of that, you, you nailed it. It's it's never veering away from our, our personal beliefs and bringing it back to those garage days. And, and again, loving what we do and why we do it and why we got into this to begin with. And, and when we got shut down, you know, everyone still wanted to stay with us regardless. People still, we... We said we want to shut off memberships. We want to do that. People still wanted to pay to support and keep their membership going, even though they didn't have a gym to, to work work out. In. So I mean, those are the things that you know again come out of really caring for one another, another and, and loving what we do every step of the way. But you want to dive into those next steps of it. Yeah, Travis, as you alluded to, with gift cards. What we did is uh, we created a program that we called Slash the Pandemic, and. Uh, Truth be told, we took a couple different ideas that we've been following, listening to, coming up with our own style and merged and created this one plan where essentially the idea was we can still give what we do best, which is fitness, motivation, inspiration to everybody. But at the same time, how can we help our local community as much as Joe just said, they're helping us in terms of keeping us afloat by keeping their memberships active, even though we were literally closed. So <clears throat> what we did in a nutshell, is we created a... Uh, 30 day program and you could buy in for any level of money that you wanted up to $100 in increments of 25 so 25 50 75 or $100 and the minute you bought in and let's use Travis let's use you as an example Travis you bought in and uh, you want to be part of the program what we would tie you with is we gave you a list of 10 local businesses in the community we did different styles of businesses so we do like a restaurant we would do a retail store we would do a service industry we do et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, so when you bought in, we would then send you the list of the 10 businesses. You would then decide which one you wanted to directly support. So you come in and you decide that you want to donate $50 to you know, your favorite sub shop here in Delray. Well, the minute we got your $50, we would go to that sub shop and buy a $50 gift card. And then we would hold it at home or at, at the gym with us. And then we would have you go through the program. And the idea being is as long as you completed the program, so this is where the accountability portion came as a trainer again, as long as you stuck with us for all 30 days and did every online workout with us, you then got the exact amount of money that you donated given back to you in the form of a gift card for that place. So technically, you never really spent money. You just paid it forward. So the day you got onto the program, that business got money to help push them forward. The day you completed the program, you got that card back and then could go use that somewhere. So uh, that worked out really, really well for us. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, we got to know some business owners even better than we had known them before. And uh, it, it was definitely something that, you know, people say, you know, the more you give, the more you receive. I mean, that, that was a 10x situation for sure. And 
And obviously that wasn't the point. You know, we were to, to backtrack that on a second, we didn't make one dollar off that whole deal. We were just virtually training everyone online and then again giving 100% of the donations back. However, once we did open up, we did have people trickle in the front door being like, weren't you the guys that created that slash the pandemic program and supported my restaurant or my husband's salon or this or that? And so so again, it just came back around full circle and really got us even deeper into the community during such a during such a tough time. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I just want to backtrack for a minute. Um, I love the stories about sleeping on Austin's couch and being being there. like it just makes me feel like we're we're like kindred spirits because when we started, we started in what was it? 1100 square feet or yeah, something it was done. super small you had to so, do very uh, very slow gym tours so when, <laughs> when someone would come through the door we're like so here's the pull-up bar yeah and here's our stability rack and over you know like very slow <laughs> tour of our facility super super small and well we are in upstate new york and pennsylvania very different weather uh we get snow we would sleep at the facility and we would have our members uh, be texting us, hey, you know, snow's coming tonight. Are you guys still going to have, you know, your sessions in the morning? And we're like, we'd, we'd show us sleeping on like an air mattress or something. We're here already waiting for morning. Like that's what we would do. And those are the, the kind of like heartfelt things. Like we're not going to miss a session because of snow. You know, we're going to be there for you guys. You have goals. We got to do that. Um, so my question to you guys is, uh, was it always just the two of you? Was it the two that, that started this together and, and, and built Slash Fitness? Or was there any, anyone else that was involved? So no. So originally there were three members of Slash Fitness. There were three original founders. Uh, we've been open for eight years. For years one through four, there were three of us. Uh, no matter how you want to look, fortunately, unfortunately, our visions didn't align the three of us together. And uh, so we we went our separate ways. Uh, Joe and I obviously still uh, steering the ship here at Slash Fitness. And, and now it's the two of us and has been the two of us since 2016, 2017. So again, about four years into business. But uh, right, so we went through, a, you know, uh, a, a little uh, rocky road, a rough patch, if you will, anybody that can relate to having any kind of breakup, right? I mean, that's essentially all that that's happening yeah. when you're separating from this partner. It's just a, you're, you're breaking up with somebody, you know, and uh, feelings can, you know, emotions can get high, you know, and then you add into the fact of, hey, there's money involved and there's a, a business involved and there's a membership following involved. I mean, you know, it, 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 it got a little, uh, a little hairy, a little scary at times, you know, but uh, to go back to Joe's point, I think as long as you're laser focused on your mission and what your, what our path was and what our goals truly are, uh, even when times got tough and, and some, we had to have some awkward conversations uh, and some sleepless nights and, uh, and some hours in the courtroom, in all honesty, uh, we still woke up the next day and came in and, and trained our clients and taught classes and went, went about business and tried to keep that all outside the doors. We didn't want that to, to permeate into our membership and to have that cancer, if you will, circulate through about 
deviation between, well, now it's these two guys and then there's another guy over here. You know, we, we, we didn't talk about it. It just, it was never the elephant in the room. Uh, our whole staff was briefed on all the situation and we made sure that everybody had basically a, an elevator speech, if you will, of keeping it as blank and to the point. We're not, you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about you and your fitness goals and how we're going to get there. Yeah. I think it was that for, uh, for the both of us, there was a huge uh, like lesson that came with that is, you know, um, at that point, you know, we were on cruise control for a good four years and we we're on this upward climb and everything was great. People were always coming in and this and that. And it was just all sunshine and rainbows, you know, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that was our first kind of like beat down, you know, it was our first, you know, big blow right there. So, um, but it got us to really understand that, that that's what we signed up for. That's part of the business. Not that per se, uh, a partnership breakup, but legalities, uh, uh, your top trainer might leave, uh, members might follow another trainer somewhere. These things uh, are going to happen and you have to understand and know that in the beginning. And then that, that's part of the business. And it took us four years to get to that point. But once you understand that and, and know that these are going to happen, this thing's out of your control and you just got to know that you got to, you got to make those necessary pivots. Like we've all done a few months ago uh, and, and shift and know that, you know, there's something better on the other side. Um, so it was very important that that happened to us yes. uh, to understand why these things happen and that these things are going to happen and how much better that it will be on the other side. We just got to get, we got to overcome it. And get yeah, through. I mean, you're, you're actually taking me right where I was thinking. I was like, that's what this show is about. Making your adversities your advantage. Like our adversities become our strength, the best part of who we are. And so that's what I want to ask you guys as we kind of bring this home is, you know, there's so much that I've learned and I hope that our audience has learned too uh, about, you know, starting small, about how dreams are made from sacrifice and hard work, right? about uh, the way that you've even managed your finances, you know, like, I mean, you're willing to take on some adversity to do that. I'm sure you would have rather had those shiny objects, but you didn't buy them until you could afford them. I love the love, you know, the, the, the just, you know, the way that you've loved your members and loved your community and that it's, it's come back to you. Um, you know, if there were one or two lessons or anything that you wanted our audience, uh, you know, the world to get from this, you know, to get from Slash Fitness, from Joe and Austin here, what would it be? What would it be? Uh, I guess I'll, I'll start uh, again. I, I briefed on it earlier. It's, it's staying true to your beliefs and, and re never forgetting why you got in this and why you love what you do. Um, it was that exact mindset that we had in the garage that time um, that got us through the pandemic. Um, we, we cared for our members. We cared for our clients as much as we could, especially when they need it. Yes, we, we, we felt like we got knocked down when the pandemic hit, but we had, we couldn't forget, we, we had to remember that, that we're in this for them. And what are we gonna do to get them through it? Um, so we stepped up, we provided as much as we can. We were online every day, multiple online classes every day, multiple emails, whatever it took to provide as much as we can, for our members and our clients is what we did. It, it was nonstop. I think we were working harder 
during yeah. shutdown, yeah. 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 we're actually open. <laughs> this was not a vacation. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. This has not been a vacation. We worked harder. Yes. All yeah. And, all and of it, our fellow fitness yeah. professionals can relate. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and yes, we wanted to have something come back to. But again, we just didn't want to. We didn't want our members to get lost in all this. We wanted to lift their days. We wanted to make them feel better. We still wanted to take care of them and have them be as healthy as possible when they needed it the most. So again, staying true to your beliefs and remember, never forgetting why you got in this to begin with. Yeah, that's great. I would, I guess, I would just build off basically a very that same mantra and then and then just kind of put a, a little fitness spin on it. I tell my clients all the time. If it were easy, everybody would have a six pack, right? And and that's just the truth of it. You know, it's not easy. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take repetition, and it's going to take replication. And some days may seem like you're on a hamster wheel where you're just going over and over. But it's the little things that you do consistently well over and over and over that create this bigger empire for you. You know, and just like I said earlier, no job is too small. No responsibility is below you ever. You know, as again, if you're trying to be a facility owner, no matter what your what your occupation is, what industry you're in, you know, you have to be willing to overcome that kind of mindset. Doesn't matter where your background comes from, you have to be willing to do every job in the situation. You have to be willing to roll with the punches in, in like our situations that we've gone through, that we've all gone through with the pandemic, and and realize that just like Joe said, there is a bright light at the end of the tunnel. There is something else over the horizon for you. You just have to keep grinded you know and, and that, i think especially as us fitness guys maybe that's easier for us to think of sometimes because you know when it comes to putting sweat equity into something right that's pretty much what we ask our members and everybody to do every day but i think that's really the truth of it you know in terms of what do you have that you can give the most of you can give your time you can give your time you can give your your ear to listen to somebody you can just be there for somebody to lean on you can be there as as a leader and whether that's uh, you know in an employee format or not um, it, it's just all of that you know it, it's constantly building on it to create something bigger and bigger now we've got something that you know i don't know if we ever would have thought we'd have something as nice as we have now especially when we were living in the garage you know so it, it, it all everything works out for a reason again that sounds super cheesy but Keep your nose to the grind and the gas pedal push down in and it all it all works out. Not cheesy at all. This has been such that. a great episode. You know, stay true to your vision. Uh, do whatever it takes to have that dream in your life. Remember that if it was easy, everybody do it. So it's not going to be easy. You know, there's going to be have to have sacrifices that you're going to have to make. Guys, thank you so much for just sharing what you've done with the audience because it was truly inspiring. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Thank you. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers Podcast, sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers Podcast, I am working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right. People come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities, if you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, 
go to www.journeyfitness333.com.